waiting all year long for November to come along. Freezing rain and the chance of snow, and that bitter wind starts to blow. And with the busted rod and a hard coat run and the pressure falling down, it's all lining up like the perfect storm. Got the perfect stand for a northwest wind and the moon is on the rise. This is gonna be one of those hunts to remember. Sweet November. Sweet November. Welcome back to the second half of this morning's Gone Outdoors. Kyle Agri and Scott Brewer of Brewer Agri Outdoors. Talking, hunting, talking, fishing, talking everything you can do outdoors here on KWSN Sioux Falls and the mighty 790 KFGO Fargo. And, uh, you know, we've, we've already done a lot of uh, talk, talking about hunting here on the show this morning. We're going to keep that rolling, and we're bringing on a familiar voice to Gone Outdoors, our Gone Outdoors living off the land expert, Mr. Andy Holt. Uh, Andy, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It is the most magical time of the year. We've got uh, bucks rutting pretty good where I'm at here. It is magic. There's no question about it. It's pretty special. And, uh, you know, Andy, we, we've had you on talking maple syrup, talking mushrooms, talking gathering, talking. I mean, we've talked so many different topics, but there's always room for something new. And this is a new topic. And uh, it's really fitting for this time of the year. You have you have jumped into a new hobby, a new pastime here with one of your pets who you are training to be a recovery dog for tracking deer. Just give us the 30-second the rundown on how this came to be. What uh, what brought you to this idea of doing this? Yeah, so 2019, it became legal in Minnesota. It's kind of spread around the country. I believe it's like 46 states right now allow, in some form, the use of a dog to recover wounded deer. So you're not out there using this dog to actually hunt the deer. This is after you've hunted them in a normal manner. And for some reason or another, uh, maybe it's a questionable hit. Maybe you're nervous about how the deer acted. You're going to use this dog to help you find the wounded deer that's hopefully dead. And I've met your dog. She's absolutely adorable and a wonderful, just a wonderful dog. She's really still a puppy, right? But tell us a little bit about your dog and, and maybe some of the training you've put into getting this, this uh, um, animal ready for the hunting season. Yeah, so I have a blackmouth cur, which, uh, you know, the northern half of the country isn't as well known, um, but it, but it is an actual breed. Of, but you can use so many different kinds of dogs, like really anything with, with a prey drive that you can capitalize on. Kind of a natural instinct for a lot of dogs. Uh, you know, even uh, like different services will use wiener dogs and terriers, and guys will use their bird dogs, you know, can do dual, dual purpose. It doesn't have to be only only a recovery dog. Uh, you can use a lot of things that have any kind of hunting drive to them. Now, you explain to me exactly what this dog is following for their scent, right? Now, you might think, is it a blood trail? I mean, that's what we use visually to track a deer. What is it that this dog is using to track that deer? Right. So kind of the three main categories, uh, like you mentioned, is the, one is the blood. Another is just body scents. You know, we're all giving it off as we go, you know, skin, sales, hair, that kind of thing. Uh, and then what's really the most reliable uh, and best to try to have your dog capitalize on is this gland that's between their toes or the interdigital gland. That gland, even before a deer is wounded, that's unique to a specific deer. 
Um, and then that also gives off like a stress uh, sense to it when a deer is wounded, um, you know. So that's really the best thing uh, for the dog because, you know, that deer might run down a trail that, how, who knows how many deer have run down this trail, you know. And, and this interdigital gland between their toes, that's giving off an individual scent and then that, that wounded element to it so that they know when a specific deer leaves the trail or what trail they went on versus, you know, if you just go off the body scent, that might not be as unique and that can kind of float around a little bit. And, and, you know, blood is awesome and they're great at tracking that. But usually if there's a lot of blood on a trail, the hunter has tracked it itself, you know, and the blood washes away more, that kind of thing. So blood is great and it's definitely something we key on in the training. Um, but, but the big one is that interdigital gland and, and that's something the dog can key in on that, that a person is never going to be able to utilize. For any, any of our listeners that are thinking that this is something that they might want to try, they want to tackle, um, are there resources out there for people to get more information on it? You can't, I don't think you can just wake up in the morning and said, I'm going to train my, my dog to track deer. It's not that easy. I wouldn't think. No, not necessarily. If you have the right resources, I would think it's going to make it a lot more manageable. Yeah, there's, there's getting to be more and more, and as it becomes more of a popular thing, uh, and it's been done longer in more states. There's some great YouTube videos out there, both uh, where services that are like showing you videos of them doing the recovery. You can pick up a lot of information that way. There are YouTube videos specific to helping you train your dog, and then there's a lot of great books out there um maybe even some dvds i haven't checked into that as much uh and then you know you can buy trailing sense that's like where people have kind of put together a conglomeration of these different scents uh that the dog is using you can buy actually even chunks of dried uh you know scraped and dried hides online but really you know this time of the year especially if you're thinking that this might be something you could look into in the future talk to your hunting friends um and you know, save chunks of hide, um, save feet. And you're going to want to do that, like match to specific deer. You don't want like random feet because you're teaching your dog to identify a specific deer's feet, if that makes sense. Uh, so don't just throw random feet in the same bag and take them out. Know that you have a pair from the same deer. And then what we did um, is we kept uh, freezer zip lots in our hunting packs and then syringes, and when we'd get a deer, we'd suck any blood out of the cavity with that syringe, put it in that bag, and freeze it um, for doing our, our practice track. That is absolutely amazing. Um, and a lot of work, but obviously it's paying off. Now, Andy, what if uh, what if a guy like myself here, I don't have a dog, I don't have plans to get a dog in the near future, but I have a wounded deer that I want recovered, and, and I know a guy like you. So what... What do I need as the hunter to do to make your job easier as the recovering tracker? Yeah, that's, that's super important. You know, at the base level, the less you do before the tracking team gets there, the better, you know? So if you start to question all, even maybe even from the time of the shot, if you question your shot and how the animal acted, it maybe be a good time to do it. Maybe you go out there a little ways and, and, Maybe you barely find just a little blood or the blood's great right at first and then dries up. Like the less far you go, the better. Because when you are attempting to track yourself, you're walking on the sense that the dog is using. And now every step you take is putting that sense somewhere that it shouldn't be for the successful recovery. Um, so that's a big thing. The less you do before they get there, 
like the dog shouldn't be an option after you and all of your friends have gone and done a grid search. Um, you should bring the dog and if that doesn't work, then maybe bring your friends out and, you know, let's all go search. Um, and then the other thing is just really pay attention. And that's important whether you're going to bring a dog or not. Really pay attention to what that deer does uh, from the time you pull the trigger or send an arrow. Um, what does it do? as close as possible where it went. Um, you know, if you can mark any blood you find or trails where it enters, wood lines, things like that, any of that information is super important. And it should be noted, just for our listeners, just so you understand, um, when this tracking takes place, this dog is on a lead, right? It's not running free? Right, yeah. A, a good majority of states, um, they need to be on a leash. In Minnesota, it's a 30-foot or shorter leash that you keep them on. Some states, you know, allow them to be off-leash. And actually, you know, there's data to show there's a higher recovery rate if they are off-leash. But then there's also, you know, things that worry about, like, a dog, you know, going, um, you know, on the properties that they're not supposed to be on. But, you know, nowadays, you know, there's the GPS trackers, and, and you can actually correct them, you know, with those uh, collars as well. But Minnesota, anyways, right now we're on 30-foot leash, uh, and, and it seems to be a successful, you know, system. This is Andy Holt. Uh, he has been uh, dubbed our gone outdoors, living off the land expert. We are talking today about using recovery dogs for tracking deer. Andy, as always, you brought a wealth of knowledge to the show. If folks want to follow you or find you uh, here in the last uh, 15 seconds, give them a place they can find you. Yeah, so definitely search me up on Facebook, Andy Holt. I think my profile picture right now is a, is a fawn standing by my feet, that kind of thing search me up on there you can also find me email uh ahholt1420 at gmail.com uh if anybody's in my area at all or come through my area i've got a deep freeze full of deer samples if, you, if you're interested in trying this out with your dog and don't have access uh and also just just visiting and and you know i could give you the resources that i use and and there's just a lot of good stuff out there fantastic thanks andy we appreciate it folks don't go away we got a lot of gun outdoors ahead of us We'll be right back after this quick break. Sweet November. Sweet November.